Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are looking at how your Jacksonville Jaguars can win the AFC South in 2022. Please like and subscribe if you have not already. We really appreciate your support, Duval. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Quick reminder, we've got the Jack's Varsity Tee in a teal colorway for the first time. It's available for pre-order only at genjag.com through Tuesday, July 19th. So how can the Jacksonville Jaguars return to the top of the mountain in the AFC South, reclaim their title as kings in the South? I'll preface this by saying I'm not predicting the Jaguars to win the AFC South in 2022. But I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibilities. I think the Titans and Colts are pretty good, and the Texans have owned the Jaguars over the last half decade, but it's not like this is a murderer's row type of division. There is a path for the Jaguars to get back on top for the first time since 2017. And it starts with stopping the run. This may seem simple, maybe obvious, but it cannot be overstated within the AFC South. And I know it's kind of odd to say it here in the modern NFL game that's defined by quarterbacks putting up huge numbers and, and the passing game. And But you look at this division, you've got the Colts, Titans, and Texans. You've got King Henry up there in Tennessee, Jonathan Taylor, the NFL's leading rusher in Indy. And you know the Texans with a young team, uh, an experienced team, they're going to want to run the ball with Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce. They did not invest in that room uh, to just have Davis Mills sit back there and and chuck the ball around the yard all day. They do not have the skill set to do that on offense. So you're going to have to stop the run. And I think if you do specifically against the top teams in the division, Indianapolis and Tennessee, They're going to have a hard time producing offense. I don't think either of those offenses are built to withstand not being able to run the ball. They're going to be predicated on running it with Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And if you can shut that down, which the Jaguars did in week 18 of the 2021 NFL season against the Colts, and you saw the results there, big W for the Jags keeping the Colts out of the playoffs, But if you can do that, uh, I I don't think they have the weapons. I don't think they have the quarterbacks that are just going to overcome not being able to run the ball on a consistent basis. Uh, You look at Tennessee, they lose A.J. Brown. Um, John Smith is gone, obviously, now. Uh, They have some pieces, right? You like Robert Woods a lot. Um, Traylon Burks is kind of a wild card. Austin Hooper is a pretty steady tight end producer. So you look at that offense, there are some pieces, no question, beyond what you have in Derrick Henry. But I don't think their offensive line, I don't think their quarterback, and I don't think their receiving game is going to be able to overcome not being able to run the ball. Same thing with the Colts. Uh, I think they have a little bit better overall group, probably. When you look at um, Michael Pittman's ascension, I think that you've also got Alec Pierce, who they brought in. You've still got some of your speedier guys. Naheem Hines is a big factor out of the backfield. Uh, I think they have a better offensive line than the Titans. And I think Matt Ryan, you know, if you're just forcing one of these quarterbacks between Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill 
to just sit back there and and throw it all over the yard. I think you're going to feel more comfortable with Matt Ryan doing that and doing it behind that offensive line than you would with Ryan Tannehill. And the reason that I think I start off with this point, not only because it's massively important, it cannot be overstated, but I believe the Jaguars are built to stop the run. When you look at their front with the big boys on the line in the middle, Foley Fatukasi, Malcolm Brown, Devon Hamilton, then you've got Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker on the edge. They're both really good run defenders on the edge. Then you've got tackling machines with great instincts and efficient tacklers and and Devin Lloyd, Foy Aluakun, even Chad Muma if he comes into the game uh, at linebacker. You saw it last year with Tyson Campbell and Shaquille Griffin. They are not afraid to get their get their uh, paws dirty. They're they're willing to get in there and get after these running backs. Um, and then also Rayshon Jenkins, he's a he's a quality tackler, I believe, and Andre Sisco is as well at safety. So when you look all around the Jaguars defense, there are guys uh, you know, on the back end and the secondary that are willing to get physical. And then your guys up front, again, Foley, Malcolm, Roy Robertson, Harris even. And then, of course, Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Uh, they're going to get dirty. They, they're going to embrace the physicality. They're going to embrace the contact. That's what they've done throughout their careers. And that's going to allow Foyer, Devin, and Chad to fly to the football. Those are all great athletes who are good run defenders, very instinctual. Um, so I think the pieces are there on paper to stop the run. Um, I think with the scheme that you're going to have in here, the multi-front, uh, big gap eaters up front with, again, Foley, Fatukasi, and Malcolm Brown, I think that they are built to stop the run on paper, but you still got to go out and do it. Mike Caldwell's got to call the right game plan, uh, install the right plays, and and just he's got to manage the game and know when to pull which cards. But stopping the run is going to be huge. If you can do it in this division, you've got a shot. Another completely obvious one, uh, but turnovers. I mean, the Jaguars could not force any turnovers in 2021, and they were giving away like candy on Halloween. Nine turnovers forced by the Jaguars in 2021 to 29 giveaways. Their turnover differential was 20, minus 20 in 2021. How do you fix that? Uh, you can't fall apart early in games on either side of the ball. If you go down 10 points because your defense gives up a couple dumb plays, now Trevor Lawrence is pressing, and he's having to probably make some plays, try to make some plays that he wouldn't normally try to make. And uh, same thing if your offense is just completely stagnant, and not getting anything done, and your defense is playing well, they're still going to have a hard time forcing turnovers because it's hard to get aggressive defensively if you do not have a at least manageable game script. Both of the sides of the ball for the Jaguars, and even special teams, they're going to have to play complementary football. They did not do that very often at all in 2021. could probably count it on three fingers how many times the Jaguars 
we're playing complimentary football for a full game in 2021, maybe even less. Um, Trevor isn't swimming in the deep end again, right? You've got a coherent offensive plan, I believe, with Doug Peterson and company. Uh, You've got that West Coast little timing-based offense where you also add in a ton of play action, RPO, read option, inside zone, outside zone, wide zone. I think you're going to see all that stuff. I think you're going to see the screens. I think you're going to see the slants, the quick game uh, that kind of uh, the West Coast is built off of. The pre-snap movement will be there, which will help Trevor Lawrence. He did not have that last year. I think that it'll just be much more coherent. Like You're going to have answers if you see man. You're going to have answers if you see zone. But the bottom line is the offense needs to work better around Trevor for him to have a shot at really uh, flipping the script on that uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio. And then defensively, having Andre Sisco on the field, having Foya Lewican on the field, Devin Lloyd, these are players that have forced a ton of turnovers in their careers. Andre Sisco was the best ball hawk in the country, at Syracuse, you saw that as soon as he got into the starting lineup last year after Dewey went down. Uh, Foye Aluakun has been a turnover machine, quite frankly, making big plays pretty consistently at the linebacker position, whether it be popping the ball out or picking passes off. And then Devin Lloyd, same exact thing. You see him do that consistently on tape at Utah. So I think you have some players that are going to help you force turnovers, but you've got to to create pressure up front. And again, that goes back to uh, the game script. So it's all going to work together. This is like a a giant cell that like all these different things are having to work together for, for your team to win. It's not just this one specific thing. Everything affects everything. And so I really do think the main factors here, though, for improving on your turnover differential is going to be game script. It's going to be, um, you know, the offense functioning coherently and then also just having players on defense who are more likely to be able to create turnovers, which I think you do in Andre Sisko, Foy, Lewican, and Devin Lloyd specifically. Colts are the favorites to win the AFC South. You play them twice in the first six weeks. So that's going to be huge, obviously, for uh, for the beginning of the season. You play them in week two at home. Jaguars have owned the Colts at home since 2014. They've won every home game against the Colts. You also have the Texans in week five. So you've got three divisional games in the first five weeks or first six weeks excuse me you better win at least two of those games if you want to stay alive like I said the Jaguars have owned the Colts at home but the Colts are feeling a lot better about themselves this year excuse me they've got unique Ngakwe and Stephon Gilmore added to that defense Uh, and everyone perceives them to have a massive upgrade between Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan at quarterback. So you're going to have to bring it early. And, uh, you know, Doug Peterson versus Frank Reich is going to be huge. Uh, Mentor versus protege. Frank Reich being Doug Peterson's former offensive coordinator in Philly. 
Um, so you're going to have to win those games early, at least two of them, I think. And the Texans, you haven't beaten since 2017. Uh, on paper, the Jaguars have more talent than the Texans right now, pretty clearly. But I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. You're going to have to take care of that. You're going to have to get it done early and win two of those first three division games that you have in the first six weeks. And then you're going to get later on in the season here. And you're going to have the Texans in week 17 and the Titans twice in the final five weeks of the regular season. When you look at this division, the Colts have not been the major roadblock. It has been the Texans and the Titans for the Jaguars. So they're going to have to overcome their demons against the Texans and Titans late in the season uh, to stay alive if they are in the hunt at that point. Then you look at just humility and collaboration within the building. I know no one wants to talk about last year, about the lack of respect uh, and work from the top down. Urban Meyer had no idea what he was doing from a football standpoint in the NFL and certainly didn't treat his players and coaches with any level of respect. This group, led by Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, they're going to have to stick together. No more distractions, no more BS. It's time for real NFL football. Ultimately, I do believe the Jaguars have a shot to win this division. It's not just the Jaguars playing the AFC West. Uh, the, the Titans, Texans, and, and Colts also have to play the AFC West. So I don't think that really gives the Jaguars an advantage or disadvantage. The AFC West is one of the most difficult divisions in football, and the AFC South has to take it on this year. Uh, but when you look at the games down the stretch, like I mentioned, Titans twice in the last five weeks and the Texans on the road in Week 17, to me, I think that could define the season. But this is not a record prediction show or anything like that. I'm not going to get into that. I'm simply illustrating the path to being the best team in this division for the Jaguars. And it starts, again, oddly enough, with stopping the run, stopping Derrick Henry, stopping Jonathan Taylor, forcing the Colts and uh, Titans and even the Texans, for that matter, to become one-dimensional on offense. If you can do that, now you can start pinning your ears back. You can start going for more turnovers. You can feel good about where you're at. And then just better execution, which should be aided by a more talented roster and a more professional coaching staff. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check ginjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.